0: It is actually an act of courage and bravery and maturity to respect your own needs and boundaries. kirsten welcome back to the confident dancer youtube channel today i'm gonna dive in to some normalized behaviors in the dance world that are really unhealthy for dancers some might be no surprise to you some might be a surprise but i just really want to share some common themes i've seen over the years that i honestly grew up experiencing so many of these and i also thought it was normal just because i grew up in it the older i've gotten And also the more I've... Become experienced as a coach helping dancers do that inner work to let go of some of the negative beliefs and insecurities that they've experienced over the years that are holding them back in their mental well being, in their careers, in their dancing. I've become very clear on some patterns that have been very normalized in dance culture that I just want to point out to you in our video today or podcast if you're listening on the podcast, either on Apple or Spotify, by the way, if you're watching on YouTube. And you'd prefer to listen in a podcast format then you can click the link below in the description and find the podcast there but anyway yeah let's just go ahead and get into it shall we and while i do comment below which one of these you've experienced. And also, of course, this is not an exhaustive list. So if you think of some normalized behaviors that are really unhealthy for dancers that I didn't mention in this video, definitely comment down below. I'd love to hear what you have to say. The first one is glorifying the act of ignoring your needs, your personal, physical, and emotional needs for the sake of being a better dancer. This one is probably one of the more insidious problems that I see in the dance world, especially in, of course, my background is in ballet, so this might be slightly different for you or more or less common in your specific genre. If you dance a different genre and have a different take on this, again, I'd love to hear it in the comments, but especially in the ballet world, when I was training as a teenager, pre-professionally, I saw how one particular school I was in really promoted this behavior of like no pain, no gain, no guts, no glory, which are really generalized ideas that sometimes aren't inherently bad. I think they're kind of problematic to be honest, but the specific ways that this was being praised amongst dancers showed up like ignoring pain signals. Like clearly our bodies would be delivering these pain signals that were beyond just typical aches, pains, soreness, tiredness, things like that. It would be clear that it's like tendonitis or something is tearing or you've got some stress fractures going on. And it just seemed to be praised and glorified not only by the teachers, but also the dancers. When I did this too, I was fully, fully a culprit here. I would feel more proud of myself and I would feel this ego boost when I would ignore an injury or come back as soon as physically possible, no matter how badly it hurt. I would maybe get a treatment from a doctor to help me heal from the tendonitis or at one point the tears I was experiencing in my patellar tendon. And if the doctor would say, oh yeah, you could come back in like four to six weeks, I'd be like, (laughs) watch me come back in two. And I would feel not only like, yes, this is the right thing to do if I'm going to really care about my career and my development, I would also, full transparency, with the conditioning I had at the time, I would feel morally superior as a person for doing that. Like, okay, I'm like gagging listening to myself say that, but honestly... I'm calling myself out with this one. I lived by this one. I glorified the act of ignoring my physical needs, my emotional needs. Oh my gosh, I was a pro at shoving down my emotions. Again, the school I was a part of was very big on like, there was literally a rule, you can cry in class two times a year. After that, mm-mm. at one point I started to cry because obviously I was tremendously overwhelmed with how many difficulties I was going through at that time and how alone I felt. And I honestly had some mental health issues going on at that time. And a teacher came up behind me and whispered in my ear, "Um, how old are you? Because I was crying. By the way, facing a wall, trying to hide it. It's like, okay, the glorification of ignoring all this is such, such, such a toxic and detrimental attitude to have. And what I now have seen over the years of healing this in myself, and observing much healthier environments that dancers are being trained in and also helping other dancers through this process, the more I've seen that it is actually an act of courage and bravery and maturity to respect your own needs and boundaries in an industry that typically does not. That is a huge act of courage and character, I believe. There are nuances to this, but let's move on to the next point. (laughs) The second normalized behavior that's actually really unhealthy for dancers that I see is false humility. And specifically the way this comes out is in a couple different ways. It's self-deprecation internally and speaking, self-deprecating comments about ourselves out loud. This can show up like, Looking at the mirror and clearly showing signs of dissatisfaction about how you look, maybe saying something like, having a fat day, or I look so bad, or whatever it is, that alone is such a problem. I also do, I want to say I have so much compassion for what is going on inside of a dancer that leads them to do this. I'm not just blaming dancers. However, I do know that sometimes there's just a lot going on inside for a dancer and that just kind of comes out. Sometimes dancers consciously, or most often I do believe this is an unconscious thing that they do as in they're not doing it on purpose. They say things like that for validation. It's to get validation and to be soothed by someone else, soothing the insecurities they have within themselves. And what happens with this is it's kind of promoted as humility, but what it really is is it's false humility. Also just not taking compliments, the rejection of compliments. For example, a dancer will hear, good job from a classmate, and then they'll say something like, no, are you kidding me? That sucked, or No, did you see I made that mistake or thanks, but it was way better yesterday. All of these responses are rejections of the compliment. And of course, again, I have a lot of compassion for why we do that. I do believe it is so normalized in the dance world that we often learn to do that by mirroring what we see around us. This is rarely, I'd say almost never an original behavior. You learn to do it from someone else and also I see that dancers do this in order to gain a sense of social belonging. So it's not necessarily, you know, it's not really our fault. We do need to take responsibility for no longer doing this as an act of respect to ourselves and the dancers around this, because y'all, I, I could go off on this forever. Some of you long-term viewers and listeners know, I really do believe that yes, it's not your fault that you've developed this sense of normalcy (laughs) around doing this, but now that you're aware it is your responsibility to consciously decide that you're not going to do this anymore, I hope that you know you deserve to do that for yourself because it's tremendously disrespectful to yourself to say such self-deprecating things or tear yourself down internally or in front of other people or to deflect the compliments that you deserve to take in. You know, you've worked hard and it's totally fine to take it in, but it is our responsibility to also stop that behavior because when we say self-deprecating things out loud, we are also perpetuating the normalization of that for the dancers around us. And if at the very least you won't do that for yourself, you need to stop doing that for your fellow dancers because it is such a huge problem. People develop all sorts of negative behaviors and beliefs and thoughts towards themselves and insecurities because as dancers we see other dancers judging themselves out loud so it's kind of like man if I thought that dancer did a good job and they're saying it was terrible what the heck must they think about me see how this just kind of becomes a thought virus you know so we need to cut this out and also this behavior does come from a desire to not be arrogant or to be thought of or judged as arrogant by other dancers so i do understand that this is also sometimes self-protective in nature we want to belong socially and we want to avoid the outcome of maybe saying thank you instead of saying oh i mean thanks but you know because we don't want other people to look at us accepting a compliment and think oh she's arrogant. So I get it. I get it. There are lots of dimensions to this, but I really think we need to stop normalizing this behavior point blank. That's it. The next normalized behavior that's really unhealthy for dancers is fixating on what's wrong instead of what's right. And typically I'm going to focus on the aspect of this that is focusing on what's wrong with our technique. What are we not good at? What's so bad? What do we need to fix? What's you know, wrong with us essentially. And looking at what you want to improve and what weak areas you want to strengthen is a completely valid and important aspect of the process of improvement. However, most dancers I have personally worked with as a coach, don't even know that they actually have some sort of belief like i think it's a kind of a waste of time and energy to focus on what's going well and focus on what i do well or my strengths because i need to be using that time and energy to fix what's wrong that's a belief i hear a lot or another one is if i focus on what's going well for me or what i do right or what i'm good at then i will become delusional about my abilities and stop working as hard Or I will think I'm actually really good and then I will watch a video of myself and realize that I was actually not good at all. (laughs) Comment below if you resonate with any of those beliefs I just shared. Those are so common and I see them over and over and over again as a coach. And helping dancers identify and resolve those belief systems are such a critical part of developing healthy confidence as a dancer, healthy self-esteem, self-worth. We got to get rid of those. The first part is being aware of it, so maybe I helped some of you right now be aware of these beliefs. But yeah, it is not at all a waste of time to be balanced in identifying what you do well, while also acknowledging that there are areas of your dancing you want to strengthen. There are weaknesses you want to really work on. That's totally valid. But so often we get so judgmental of ourselves, and so also fixated on that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, that we actually train our brain to fixate on what's wrong. And because selective blindness is literally a thing, meaning we only have so much brain space essentially to become consciously aware of something. And we all know this from looking in a mirror, what you are perceiving when you look in the mirror is in part true, but it is in part a distortion because you know that when you're looking at yourself in a mirror you can't actually see all of yourself at the same time. Okay. You will notice that your eye darts to certain parts of your body and starts having certain thoughts and emotions that are interpretive, they are subjective, They're, you're not really taking in the whole you. Whatever you see in a mirror is a big reflection of what you believe about yourself and what you've trained your brain to fixate on and look for in yourself. That's why dancers who I've coached, when we start to really resolve their unhealthy belief systems and adopt newer, better ones, healthier ones for them, they will literally be able to see in the mirror things they're doing well that they never thought were there. And their level of satisfaction with themselves and confidence really changes. It's amazing to see. Anyway, we'll get off that soapbox. but we need to be okay with having a balanced view of like, yes, looking at what you want to improve, but also looking at validating and celebrating what you're doing well. I have so much more to say. Don't stop there. The fourth normalized behavior in the dance world that's super unhealthy for dancers is moralizing food. The dance world, especially the ballet world, tends to promote this view that you are a better person for looking skinnier. I'm just going to say it bluntly, okay? That is at least my experience. Obviously, it's a generalization, but I've seen it so often. Again, from my experience, I cannot deny that I've seen it. We tend to feel like better humans if we deny our physical needs in different ways, and worse humans if we actually have boundaries and respect our needs. It's so toxic. <laughs> the fifth normalized behavior is that I've seen in the dance world that's super unhealthy for us as dancers is going off of my last point, having a really jacked up definition of what healthy means. Specifically, this revolves a lot around the topic of food and body image. What I've seen is that we deem certain foods as healthy and other foods as definitely unhealthy. Is there an actual like nutritional objective fact out there that let's say there's more nutritional value in broccoli versus MMs. and ms yes i'm sure lots of my nutrition friends who are actually certified in this would attest i mean i've heard rachel fine from to the point nutrition say that exact thing basically that was a slight paraphrase but i heard her share something to that end what i'm really pointing out here is that even though yes certain foods are perhaps more nourishing and others are less nourishing for us physically dancers tend to be given or influenced to have this view That certain foods are healthy and some are not healthy and we see this purely from like a nutritional standpoint sometimes sometimes it's not even nutritional it's just like hearsay like oh you hear someone say when you're like 13 that carbs are bad so you're like carbs are bad okay I'll never eat a potato ever again in my whole life (laughs) that mentality in and of itself is extremely unhealthy certainly I would love to recommend listening to the whole dancer to the point nutrition and many other accounts with people who are certified to be able to talk about this stuff from a place of expertise in the field of nutrition. I just want to open up that topic because it is something I've seen so much that we call certain behaviors and foods healthy that are actually like the behaviors in and of themselves are quite detrimental. For example, entirely cutting out certain food groups that are part of a balanced diet or having an extremely rigid and unhealthy relationship with food where you think you're just eating all the perfectly healthy foods all the time but your mentality around what you eat is extremely unhealthy, restrictive, based in fear and shame, non-sustainable, not good for your mental health, probably not even good for your physical health in the long run. And also we associate health with a size a lot in ballet. And this goes back to the moralization of certain food choices also. Like we say often as dancers, oh, I'm going to be good today. That's a moral statement. I'm going to be good because I only ate vegetables today. Like that's not okay. You guys, it is really not okay. And again, I want to point you to my friends who are really good at working with dancers around this and they have plenty of content on their platforms around it. I mean, the two that come to mind the most often are again, to the point nutrition and the whole dancer. I always send people to them. There are many others I'm not thinking of as well who are wonderful. So please forgive me, but yeah, definitely look into other resources around this who can help you work through that. But I just want to call it out. Like know, healthy isn't objectively like defined as having the lowest amount of body fat on your body or completely having like a very rigid relationship with food and only eating like the most nutritious low calorie foods all the time like yeah okay I'm gonna <laughs> stop but that's super important to mention in this discussion. The fifth thing I want to mention that is very normalized but unhealthy and can't be changed is being extremely stressed and anxious even days before a performance, a competition, and even things like a rehearsal or an exam, I'll say. It is normal, I totally get it, to experience some stress around a big event where you really feel like you need to perform and do a good job and maybe your grades or your professional career hinges on it. It is totally understandable to experience some stress and to experience nervousness. I used to experience what I'm about to talk about and I've worked with a lot of dancers who experience the same thing. If you consistently experience such heightened levels of anxiety or so much stress around performing, even days before, to the point where you experience dread, it's so miserable and uncomfortable for you that you wonder why you still dance if if leading up to the show or exam or audition, you feel this bad. I just want to say that that doesn't have to be normal. I know that we see it a lot in the dance world because especially if you do this professionally or you do competitions, I understand there is some stress and some pressure that we understandably feel when we know we really need to bring it on stage and a lot of people are watching. That is certainly a part of the career or the path, even if you don't do it professionally. However, the dread, the extreme anxiety, if you feel like your well-being mentally, emotionally, and even physically with all that stress is being really affected by how much nervousness or anxiety or stress that you feel, your sleep and eating is being affected, that is something that there are solutions for. Personally, I do specialize in helping dancers resolve performance anxiety. So you can definitely reach out if that's something you'd like to break through. That's a big part of my story too. And it's been so helpful to overcome that. My quality of life really went up. But yeah, that doesn't necessarily need to be normal and you don't need to just accept it like, yeah, it's just being a dancer. You just gotta ignore it and move on. You don't have to. The last point is it is normalized but very unhealthy to tear yourself apart when you make a mistake and I see this happen in several ways. For example dancers even if you don't say anything out loud I see that it's very normal to make a mistake. It's actually it can be a vulnerability issue sometimes. It's different depending on the individual but what I see is that a dancer will make a mistake let's say in a group class setting and instantly make a face about it like like that. Or kind of like walk off and like make a physical display in their body language of how they're really unhappy with themselves and that's really normalized a lot of dancers do it but i want to invite you to ask why you do that if that is something that you do sometimes i used to do it too and when i really started to observe the behavior and also become self-aware of why i was doing it and the more coached dancers who talk to me about doing that in themselves I realized that a common theme I've noticed is that we tend to do that to project to other people. Don't worry, I know I messed up. So if you have a judgment towards me, if you have anything to say about it, just know that I already saw it. That's understandable. Dancing is an extremely vulnerable thing. I totally get it. We all (laughs) sometimes need or want ways to cope with how vulnerable we feel to constantly put ourselves out there and show our mess and like try our best but still make mistakes i totally get that i really do but that is not a behavior that's actually good for you and it's actually not even good for your reputation necessarily in most cases i'm willing to bet because a big principle of influencing other people's opinion of you is that how you react to yourself is the way you're training other people to react to you. The way you think and feel about yourself, it does come out in your words and your body language. And so you're subconsciously suggesting to the people watching you, that's what you should think and feel about me. That's how you should act towards me. It's subtle, but it really is something that is deeply rooted in the psychology of influencing people. And it does influence how you're perceived. And so you want to be the leader of how you want to be thought. Thought about how you want others to think about you, how you want others to see you and treat you, you want to lead people by the way you think and feel about yourself and the way you specifically respond to yourself when you make a mistake. If you respect yourself, that can be exhibited by noticing that you make a mistake, but instead of making like a twisted face about it, just kind of like move on move on and clearly it's going to be obvious that you are still putting your energy and your best effort towards continuing to move i understand that some training situations are really toxic and it's actually a promoted behavior that you show that you're mad at yourself so i understand it's not always that black and white but this is not a healthy behavior to constantly reinforce the habit of responding to yourself that way so i just want to encourage you to respond to yourself with respect that is it if you resonated with any of these points and would like help resolving performance anxiety or insecurities or self-doubt or self-worth, self-esteem issues that are really holding you back in your well-being and your ability to perform. Like I've mentioned, this is something I specialize in working with dancers on as a coach. So you're welcome to visit my website linked below, learn more about my coaching services and reach out for a free consultation if you're interested in discovering if working together would be a great fit for you. Hope you really enjoyed this video and I look forward to seeing you in the next one, which I believe will be a part two on this where I talk about normalized behaviors in dance that are unhealthy, but I'm talking about it from the perspective of unhealthy things teachers do. So I'm, you know I'm going to be spilling some tea, y'all. I hope you enjoy this video and that you'll want to stick around for the next one, and I'll see you. Okay, bye.